It's Monday, August 29th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians are off today after wrapping up a six-game road trip. They went 3-3 three and three on their visit to the West Coast against San Diego and Seattle. A little disappointing ending to the uh, the series there on Sunday when they were shut out 4 nothing by Robbie Ray and the Mariners. Ray was fantastic, uh, but Aaron Savali was pretty good too. He made uh, a couple of mistakes in the game, and they both left the yard. Uh, again, Guardians pitchers, Guardians starting pitching in that four-game series against the Mariners where they lost three out of four. Uh, starting pitchers gave up 15 hits, and six of them were home runs. Yeah, the, that's what the, just from watching the series at home, Joe. That that's what jumped out of me the the Mariners' ability to hit home runs and and the Guardians' ability not to hit home runs, I guess, and that really played you know made a big big difference. I mean, Hanniger beats him the first game with a three run homer in the first inning, and uh, tonight today you know two home two home runs, all four all four of their runs came on home runs, and uh, yes, you know Saturday night. All three of their runs came on home runs. Yeah, the uh, the the one bright spot in the weekend uh, it was uh, sort of stealing Ichiro's thunder, I guess, on Saturday night when the uh, Mariners inducted him into their Hall of Fame. Uh, the Guardians came out and won in comeback fashion, uh, led by Jose Ramirez. Uh, you got to go back to Friday night, uh, nationally televised game, and Stephen Kwan uh, goes face first into the stands to make a, a spectacular catch on a foul ball. And yet, uh, you know, and, and the, the guardians still managed to, to spoil a strong outing by Shane Bieber, uh, giving up the lead late there. Uh, just little things. I, I guess the, 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 the theme here is that the guardians margin for error is so razor thin on so many things. If, Tyler Freeman, uh, you know, makes an error in the field. It leads to one unearned run, and that derails, you know, a, a start for Shane Bieber. Uh, if Owen Miller can't make a clean catch up against a, uh, the netting in uh, in foul territory, uh, then the next pitch gets hit out of the ballpark for a three-run home run uh, by Dylan Moore. Uh, just those those little minute sort of tiny details that, uh, that a young team is, is I guess, prone to sort of missing. Uh, these are what are costing them games here. And it's it's it hasn't cost them the lead in the division yet, but it's down to two games over Minnesota. Yeah, definitely. Do you think uh, Miller should have caught that caught that ball, Joe? Uh, I think it's it's easy to look at it and say, oh, he should have had it before he hit the net. But you know, you're running full speed. You're you're trying to look down and protect your legs and and not, uh, you know, kneecap yourself against the the wall there. But uh, the ball did hit in his glove first, and then popped out and got pinned against the netting and uh, and then landed in his chest. So uh, it was the right call. The umpire made the correct yeah. call, and Tito even said after the game, uh, you know, hey, they, they explained it to me the the exact way that it was. Uh, more curious, I think, was the. Uh, the stolen base in the second inning by uh, uh, Oscar Gonzalez after he had the leadoff single against Robbie Ray. He was thrown out at second. Uh, from everything that I saw on replay, it looked like his hand was in there before uh, the tag got to him, but they must not have had enough evidence to overturn it. Yeah, definitely. I thought that was a t I thought Miller, that was a tough, tough play on Miller's part. 
maybe if the screen isn't there, maybe he catches it. I don't know. I, I, but just, I mean, he's had a tough goal of it at, at first base and uh, it hit him right in the heel of the glove. It looked yeah, like and- it. And even if he does catch it, he, you know, he goes into the crowd. Did you, did you see the replay uh, from, I think it was Richmond versus Akron uh, on, on Saturday night, Uh, the catcher from Richmond actually went full speed and and caught the ball and then knew that the net was there to save him basically. And so he made, he, he went full on to make the catch, caught the ball and then basically got held up and, and rescued by the net. Uh, otherwise he would have had to go full speed into the chairs and that would have, would, would have hurt a lot more. I thought that was a, a real interesting play. It was the, it was one of the top plays on uh sports center as I was sitting there watching it uh, Saturday night. No, I didn't see that. That's kind of, maybe that's the way to go about this now. Just uh, use the uh, screen as a, the netting as a trampoline or something, you know? Yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta sort of trust it that it'll, that it'll be there. I don't know if a guy like maybe a Josh Naylor can, can trust it the way, uh, you know, Owen Miller weighs a, a bit less than Josh Naylor does. He might have to go, uh, yeah. you know, and and not go through the netting like that. Uh, what else did you see, you know, just offensively? Uh, we saw the top three of the Guardians lineup come through on Saturday night uh, in, in clutch situations and, and big situations. Jose Ramirez sort of reversed his fortune against Anthony or um, Andres Munoz. Sorry, Anthony Munoz. I'm putting him in the football of him. Uh <laughs> Uh, Andres Munoz, uh, who had got him on Thursday with a big strikeout in a big situation. Uh, Ramirez comes back and and has the RBI double uh, late on Saturday night uh, to sort of flip things around on Munoz. Uh, and, and Tito was very impressed with the stuff that, that they had coming out of the bullpen. Uh, the Mariner staff in general really did a good job against uh, against Cleveland's offense. Yeah, there, there's no – all those games kind of reminded you of a little bit of playoff games, Joe. Just, you know, low scoring, great great pitching. You know, every run meant something. Uh, you know, great defensive plays. The play by Quan, I still can't believe he came out of there uninjured. I thought I thought at least he broke his wrist when he, you know, slumped on against the uh, grandstand and was holding his wrist. I, I still can't believe he didn't get hurt. Oh, trust me, he was injured. He felt it because you talked to him. The you, you saw him moving around the clubhouse for the next two days. He was he was moving around rather gingerly, uh, but you know he's he was also sort of floating around the clubhouse on cloud nine because his uh, his childhood hero was in the ballpark all weekend, and you know he got to play in front of Ichiro and make that play in front of Ichiro. Uh, I think that that left a big impression on him, and uh, and I'll have something uh, later on today, uh, you know, posted that we we talked to Quan about just the impact that Ichiro had on him and is having on his career uh, so far. Uh, but yeah, you know, just little details, little things, not, not finishing games, I guess is, is, is creeping back and biting. And this is, again, it's a young ball club. You can't expect them to be, you know, polished in the, the finished product, like Tito always says. Uh, but the starting rotation gave them four solid, uh, you know, starts really good outings the bullpen has been really good the bullpen hasn't given up runs lately uh it 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 bodes well I guess for for coming back home and settling in and you know facing now your your division opponents for the next couple of weeks here but uh you know the offense really needs to catch up to where the pitching staff is yeah that's a great point Joe the little things really 
you know, cost them. I thought Friday night's game was a game they could have won. You know, that was their kind of game. Extra innings, you know, what would they were nine and two in extra innings going into that game. Uh, they they went one for 15 with runners in scoring position. They, uh, you know, they stranded 10 guys. They left the bases loaded in the 11th inning without scoring a run. You know, very, very unlike them. And, you know, that had a lot to do with, uh, you know, Seattle's pitching. And I also wondered if they got a little tight, Joe, if they, mm -hmm. if the light finally went on and said, uh Oh, here we are, you know, we're on center, the center stage of baseball. We're in first place. There's, you know, there's uh 30, 37 games left in the season. And uh, what are we doing here? Almost. Yeah. Uh, you know, certain, certain orifices start to uh, pucker up when you, when you get, in, get up to the plate and, uh, and the bases are loaded and you got a chance to win the game. And, uh, uh, you definitely saw that with Tyler Freeman, uh, and you, you you saw that you've you've seen that for a while now with Miles Straw. Um, there's there's a lot going on between the ears with Miles Straw right now, and uh, he needs to get straightened out. Uh, just being around the clubhouse the last two to three days, uh, there have been some some worrisome looks on faces. Uh, pretty much the entire front office is he was was in Seattle over the weekend. Uh, and Paul Dolan uh, and and his wife were even in in the, we saw them in the clubhouse as well. Uh, I I didn't see Chernoff anywhere, but Antonetti was there. Uh, Eric Binder was there. Just a a whole bunch of uh, front office guys getting together. And after the loss on Sunday, uh, they were having a, a a serious conversation down the hallway. I would not be surprised to see some sort of roster move. Uh, being made prior to Tuesday's series opener against Baltimore, uh, a series that that the Guardians need to come out and, and show something in. Yeah, that's uh, you know they're going to play another you know wild card contender. Uh, the the the, uh, the Orioles have played great since the All Star break. They really you know kind of turned it on. They've they've moved into they're just I think they're just outside the you know the three wild card teams. Uh, they played very well. They're a much better team than the team. Uh, Cleveland met in June and at Camden Yards and took two out of three. They're a different team. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a good series. And, you know, Joe, if, if they would make a move with a straw, what, what, what are their options? Well, I, I, they do. He does have minor league options. You know, you're paying him what you're paying on a, on a, you know, $25 million contract, but uh, you know, he does have the ability to, to, to get sent down to, to AAA. You just be, you know, paying him to be a triple A center fielder. Uh, do you, do you bring up a Will Brennan uh, who's, who's hit all season long for, uh, for Columbus? Uh, you know, I, a lot of people were surprised that Will Benson was the move uh, when he was promoted instead of Will Brennan, who, who really sort of had the numbers for it. Uh, you know, I don't know what, in, in terms of when, when his clock needs to start uh, for, to protect him from rule five, if that's a possibility, but you might need to look and see, you know, what Will Brennan can do for you. Uh, as as far as, you know, do you move Quan to center field? I, he has found a home in left, and he's yeah. got the most defensive runs saved in, in baseball, uh, you know, playing out there in left field. I don't see how you move him from that spot. Uh, but right now they're, you know, Owen Miller and, and Miles Straw are pretty much black holes in the lineup. And this is a team that's, you know, like you said, 35 games away from a potential spot in the playoffs. Uh, I, I tried to get, to ask Tito to get him on record uh, yesterday if if there was, you know, a point 
in these remaining 30 or so games where you start to taper that lineup and you start to tailor it to, okay, we're, we're playing the veterans here or the most experienced guys, at least, uh, you know, regularly, uh, because right now he's still operating with the, the, the notion of getting guys, you know, keeping guys in the lineup and in a rotation. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, would they really bring up another rookie when you're going down the stretch like this, or do you move Benz? Do you let give Benson a shot in center field? Uh, you know, I, it's 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 a tough situation. With Oscar Mercado is still down there. I think Oscar, you know, but he's not on the forty man. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. They'd have to make a move that way, but he would give you more offense than Straw. You know, I don't know if he's as good a defender, but you know, Tito loves that loves Straw as a defensive player, and would you know would he concede and and make a move there? That that's that's a great that's a great question. Yeah, but that's that's the word is concede right there because anybody other than Straw that you put in center field is a downgrade in terms of defense. He's he is your top defensive center fielder. Uh, he just needs to be able to justify being in the lineup every every. Uh, every day and and he's not doing it right now he's he's popping up in in situations where all you've got to do is put the ball in play on on the ground to get a run and you you can't do that you can't continuously do that which is uh you know and you know we thought maybe around July uh the beginning of July maybe he had figured something out he went on a little hot streak and and had an on-base streak and and sort of might have been you know thinking the right things at the plate but it looks like that's all gone away and uh, just from the rumblings that I'm hearing in and around the clubhouse, uh, people are not happy with the the performance, but they're also not happy with the attitude right now. And uh, that's the first I've heard of that uh, was was you know Sunday afternoon after the game. So uh, we'll be you know watching very closely prior to the game on Tuesday if there's a move made. Yeah, he looks uh, he looks defeated at the plate. He looks like he looks like he needs like a a two week vacation, and unfortunately, there's there's not time for that now. He just he and, just looks worn down to me. And 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 how do you feel if you're Shane Bieber or Aaron Savali or Tristan McKenzie, you know, in this in this series where you 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 pitched your tail off in all three of those all three of those games, the the starters gave great efforts and. You know, when it comes down to the bottom of the lineup, it's it's an automatic out almost every time. Uh, it, it's got to be frustrating. You start to feel, you know, Zach Plesak finally gets the monkey off of his back in his 13th start, you know, since June 5th. He finally breaks through and gets a win. Uh, but, you know, the effort that it took to get that win was was unimaginable. Yeah, that was that was great to see. And it was great to see them, you know, score those three runs in the eighth inning. To, to get him the win, uh, you know, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong for Plesek. And, you know, you're looking at him maybe losing a game where he gives up three hits and all, all three are home runs. And what, that's never happened before in, in Indians or Cleveland history, right? Right, yeah. It was the first time a, a pitcher had given up three hits. And the key for him, the reason why he was so, was able to, to, to dominate as much as he did, he stayed in the, the windup the whole time. Every time he gave up a base runner, he the base runner went back to the dugout because it was a home run. So he he never had a guy on base and he never had to pitch from the stretch. He was able to keep his rhythm and keep attacking and and the innings moved quick. I was I was looking around going, "Wow, we're we're almost done here." And you know, then they brought in Karachek and everything came to a, a grinding <laughs> halt, but uh you know, that's that's how that's how the Guardians win games right there is 
uh, you know, the late comeback, uh, you know, scoring after the seventh inning. And it was uh, it, it was the the lone bright spot up here in the in, in the great northwest. Uh, uh, beautiful area, beautiful weather, beautiful uh, ballpark. But, uh, you know, crummy results for the Guardians all weekend. Yeah. And that game uh, Saturday night. The, uh, the the Mariners didn't have a runner on didn't leave a runner on base or didn't have a, a runner in scoring position. They they just hit home runs. All they did was hit home runs. Yeah, and you know they they don't they're not a, a huge home run hitting team. They're not a you know they've got a couple of what three guys with twenty home runs. Eugenio Suarez is 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 having a career year. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, obviously he hit a, a, a home run as well, but. Uh, you know they're they're not a, a team on paper that's that's a bunch of mashers like the the Yankees or or the Astros, uh, but you know you look up and all of a sudden they've got six home runs on the weekend and that was just that was just crazy. Yeah, what what did you think of uh, you know kind of the rookie of the year race with Quan <laughs> versus Rodriguez? I thought uh, there was a chance, there was a moment, there was a chance when Quan uh, went back to the wall on Rodriguez's home run uh on on saturday night and i thought oh if he robs this home run in addition to the the great defensive play that he made on on friday night i said if you take away a home run from the guy that you're directly competing with for rookie of the year uh i thought for sure uh that that was gonna you know pull him at least even with him i everybody everybody says he's a distant third right now and i don't get that but um he also had his his uh, on base streak snapped at 18 games uh that came to an end on sunday when they kept him off the bases but you know he hit the ball hard he he almost took uh Robbie Ray's glove off with the uh, a line drive in the uh or a one hopper in the uh in the first inning so uh you know i i'm not going to hold anything everything Stephen Kwan does uh from here on out he's been playing with house money since since about may so uh you know if if the highest he can climb is top three in rookie of the year voting, then God bless him. He did a great job and he's a finalist for rookie of the year. Yeah. I think, uh, I think he had a real good series. He didn't, you know, he, he took an offer today, but, or Sunday, but uh, just, uh, just uh, really the first three games, uh, I thought he outplayed Rodriguez. Rodriguez had a little bit of thing, a little bit more on his mind after signing that huge contract, but, but still, you know, Quan showed people that he's a real deal. I was going to say, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure he would have swapped places with uh, Rodriguez in a, in yeah, a heartbeat yeah. uh, <laughs> based on, on payday, know, based on the payday. But uh, yeah, Quan's done everything he's been asked to do. And you can just tell every time you ask Terry Francona about Stephen Quan, um, he sits up straight, he gets a smile on his face. He, he loves talking about the kids. So uh, it'll be, it'll be that, that way for a while. Uh, all right. We are looking forward to uh, the Orioles coming in uh, another big playoff test for the guardians uh, this week. And then at the end of the week, we get to see the Mariners again. We will preview the homestand on Tuesday morning here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Hoinsey, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.